Hello there. Thanks for joining us at On Call with Insignia, where we go on call with Southeast Asia's emerging technology startup leaders and investors. We've seen how many first wave Southeast Asian founders worked at unicorns and big tech companies in the US or China before returning to start their own. More recently, we're seeing alumni of local Southeast Asian unicorns and tech companies start their own startups to solve more problems at scale. And today, we're on call with founders who have done just that. They have gone on from successful leadership stints at Gojek to build a platform to support property buyers and sellers in Indonesia. Now let England introduce our guest today. Thank you, Paulo. Indeed, my pleasure to welcome on our show today two of my favorite people, the co-founders of Pinhome, Adara, who is the CEO, and Ahmed, who is the CTO of Pinhome. Pinhome is a full-stack property e-commerce platform that facilitates property transactions end-to-end. And I've known Dara, you know, since her early days at Gojek, when she was, you know, the, the lead of Go Life. And before that, she was doing a couple of roles at Gojek, and she was a rock star. And I told her, you know, anything you want to do after Gojek, I want to be your investor. So I'm very honored that she gave us this privilege to partner with her. And we are very happy with the progress of Home. It has grown from strength to strength uh, while staying lean over this period. So as I mentioned, Dara was a senior VP at Gojek, where she led Gojek expansion to 100 plus cities as the SEP of regional growth. And Ahmed as well is a veteran CTO. He is well-versed in product development and building systems. He was previously VP of engineering and product at Gojek before starting Home. And he has also led engineering and product teams at startups like Joalo and a couple of other startups in Singapore and Jakarta. So great, without further ado, I think my first question for Dara and Ahmed is, I've seen many talented leaders from tech unicorns in Southeast Asia go on to start their own companies. And each of them has their own story. And obviously, I've been on the other side of the story. But what was it like for the two of you? You met in Gojek and decided to start Pinhome. Obviously, I was very intrigued by your journey at GoLife as well. So what was the thought process behind transitioning from leadership roles at GoLife to starting Pinhome and dominating the Indonesian's property sector? Thank you, Yingland. First of all, it's a pleasure to be here. It's been an honor working with you, Yingland. Thanks for being our biggest supporter so far. Yes, it was a natural transition. Joining Gojek when it was a 15 management team in 2015. I had been in Gojek for five years working as an intrapreneur, so I called it, incepting and scaling new services for Gojek. I had always wanted to be a full-fledged entrepreneur. It wasn't an if, it was a when. Right, so end of 2019, I found my momentum. Gojek was transitioning from a founder-led startup to a successor-led scale-up when Nadim left in October 2019. And I personally had learned everything about building and scaling a tech company. Also, the 500 people team that I managed was self-sufficient, I thought. They would function well with or without me. So I spoke to Ahmed about this intention to start my own thing. So Ahmed was the mini-CTO for the same services I was responsible for. He was the mini-CEO. And Ahmed also felt the same way. So we discussed what sector to focus on, what model to validate. And because we were deeply passionate about property and real estate, we decided that you know, it was going to be our first focus. And why property? I mean, it started from my own pain points. I used to live in a boarding room, eventually managed to save money to buy my first property. And every year has been buying one property. Now I have 10 properties in total, big and small, you know, from like $5,000 piece of land to a few hundred thousand dollar landed house. And my dream is for all Indonesians to own a home. And the vision is to make property more accessible for better livelihood and financial inclusion. The vehicle is in home. 
our mission is to create a platform that organizes informations and interactions for all stakeholders in real estate sector, from property owners, developers, renters, buyers, agents, and service providers. So that's what Inho missed. It would be great to hear also from Ahmed's experience. That's right, Ahmed. Yes, uh, the transition is very natural, as Dara mentioned. We had a unique setup in Gojek where we ran our businesses like individual startups. So we would present our plans to leadership. We would raise funds for these individual products, which would essentially be our yearly budget. We were very autonomous, so we were free to identify opportunities and pursue them. So with that excellent brand, we were able to grow our teams at a suitable rate to match our growth. But I eventually reached a point, coincidentally around the same time as Dara, where our teams had the right leadership and had gained a level of independence that required less of our attention. At the same time, our desire to solve problems at scale was stronger than ever. So it was very natural to identify the next larger challenge ahead of us and apply ourselves to it. That's fantastic. I think it must have been a really exciting journey. And I always ask this when people, you know, these large unicorn companies, what's the most important lesson learned from your time at Gojek that you are currently, you know, sort of employing at Pinhomes? Dara? For me, Gojek was my almost an entrepreneurship academy, right? In five years, I was ready to graduate and apply all knowledge, expertise, and network to build my own startup. And four most important lessons, I mean, maybe let's, let's make it three most important lessons we are currently employing at Pinhome. The first one would be, is about people, hire people for culture, not just capabilities. Mindset and culture, relatively harder to change because it's a product of use of behavior and habit and exposure. But capabilities can be upskilled if talents are a fast learner. So we have hired people for potential capabilities but we never hired someone who didn't have the right culture with us. The second one would be expand geographically only after the product reaches product market fit. And there's a proof of profitability as reflected in positive unit economics. If a product is structurally broken and current users are not willing to pay more than the cost needed to produce them, throwing money at the problem by subsidizing or giving incentives or giving gimmicks and expanding to more users won't solve the problem, it will only amplify it. We'll see temporary growth, but also massive cash burn. And the minute we stop incentivizing, the growth will be gone. So I think that's the second one. And lastly, prioritize scalability over margin. It's really tempting to try to vertically integrate everything, run very heavy operations to try to get the highest possible margins. But I think in startup tech, almost always, it's better to build a 5 to 10% margin business that can scale quickly to reach, for example, 200 million users nationwide in Indonesia, then building 30, 40% margin business, but it can only reach a city of 10 million. I think also that's because once we reach the 200 million users, eventually multiple monetization can be made possible and additional revenue streams can also be made possible. I mean, yeah. There are two takeaways. Yes, two takeaways for me. Maybe more tactical. There's a huge payoff in introducing processes, non-blocking primarily, and structure at the early stages of a startup. Startups don't always have to be completely informal and unstructured. And this applies to engineering as readily as anything else. And also applying a heavy dose of pragmatism into engineering. And you know, keeping an eye on the target, keeping an eye on the compass. 
where the objective is to create impact. Shiny new tech can be a pleasant byproduct, but should not be the focus. Great, it's a great learning. And we have an audience of entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs and also investors. And I'm sure our listeners will be interested to know, what advantages do you think you gain as a founder having these leadership experiences at Gojek? Yeah, sure. A pair of DC told me and Ahmed this really stuck on my memory that there are three levels of tech founder from the least experienced to the most experienced. So start from the least experienced level three founder is the founder who knows how to build product. Then go one scale higher, you have level two founder who is the founder who knows how to build product and monetize or generate revenue at a positive unit economics. And then there's the level one founder, which is the founder who knows how to build product, monetize and generate revenue at a positive unit economics at scale, right? So the scale is the kind of underlying theme for level one founder. A unicorn company founder is very, very likely a level one founder who has had leadership experiences at building unicorn, a billion dollar worth company, working closely with this type of founder and being exposed to the pursuit of building product and monetizing at scale is a privilege and a rare opportunity. Especially if you're not just participating or observing, but if you're actually driving that exponential growth, not just studying or observing them. Amen. Yeah, growing with a unicorn is yeah, it's a real experience since growth happens at an unprecedented pace. So you have to keep up or you'll be left behind and this applies to everyone in organizations. And as a leader, you want as many of your team members to grow with you, experience that rapid growth with the organization as well, not to be left behind. So balancing that striving for moonshots you know every quarter in an organization that's evolving at each stage of growth it's very unique ton of lessons to learn let's move on to another topic which is i think one that a lot of our listeners worry about the most which is talent having come from a tech company that's known for hiring top talent how has that influenced how you have built finhome and how do you balance between getting people who have property experience versus tech experience how do you juggle between those with industry and tech mindset Amen. Yes, hiring at scale in a rapidly evolving organization is a massive challenge that we've been fortunate to have experienced previously. It has taught us the importance of getting the right people into the organization, particularly those with the same values as us. And striking that balance between industry and startup experience can be very tricky. Some industries do not have much exposure to startups. So there has to be concerted efforts in identifying individuals that either have that dual exposure that can be rare, or find those that can demonstrate that ability to cross over. Got it. Makes sense. And, you know, one thing that sort of is a leading indicator of success is culture. How have you tried to build the company culture at Pinhook? Right. I think culture is strategy for breakfast. There's a very famous saying. We lifted in our previous organization. We saw how even collective abilities of capable individuals, if not glued with the right culture, it might fall apart and doesn't translate to impact. So we have five values at Home. Our culture is largely defined by these values. The first is customer love, particularly like the word love, because I think when we love someone, we love our customer, it's unconditionally, we empathize with their pain points, we work tirelessly to solve it, and we try to earn their trust and keep it. So I think that's number one. The second is entrepreneurial mindset. We like to not just look for opportunities, we want to create them. We don't want to be just a player, we want to be a pioneer. We like to challenge the status quo and think big and act bold. No one ever talk about building an e-commerce for property transaction. 
So far, we are the only player in the market looking into this transaction deeply. Third is impact orientation. We prioritize 20% that creates 80% of the output. We're trying to be resourceful without introducing waste. So that's the third one. Next is execution excellence. We push our team to put telescope on one eye to not lose sight of the vision, our long-term vision, but also microscope on the other I to execute well, to think about today, to think about how we serve our customers. We always like to be well prepared, very detailed. That's the balance we always try to strike. And lastly, people leadership. We believe that everyone is a leader. And so there's a very significant amount of independence in every individual teams and divisions and functions in squads and tribes that are in Pinhome, right? We lead ourselves very well by being disciplined, being committed, we work hard, and that's very much manifestations of leadership and then we progress to lead others and then lead change i think that's a progress that everyone is geared towards in our organization that's great fantastic i think it's amazing how quickly you have grown been home in a short time since you started the company and definitely looking forward to what you have in store for indonesia's property sector maybe as a last question for dara where is your ultimate end goal for Pinhome, and how will you set Pinhome apart as a property marketplace Sure, England. It's a tough question. Try to answer it concisely. One is our unique selling point or unique value proposition. One is that we have singular unduplicated listings with accurate information for a seamless discovery. So that's one. The second one will be we have one-stop solution for mortgage and property-related services for seamless interaction along the customer journey. And lastly, a robust payment backbone for seamless transactions. So the seamless discovery, seamless interactions, and seamless transactions. So that's going to be our unique value proposition. That's great. So to wrap things up, we always ask our VIP guests to share some of their favorite things for our listeners in our rapid fire round. So first question, what is your favorite book on entrepreneurship? Dara and Ahmed. Right. Mine is The Art of the Start 2.0 by Guy Kawasaki. I think it's a crash course in building and scaling a tech startup. I really highly recommend anyone who's passionate about startup building to, to read it. I like that one too. Ahmed? Yes, uh, my recommendation is uh, The Four Steps to Epiphany by Steve Blank. So it's a guide for framing the product development process, emphasizing the customer. So this is particularly good for engineers that are always stuck to their keyboards and you know, don't leave the room to meet the customers. Okay, so your favorite app that you use most nowadays that you think not that many people use? Right, for me, this is app called task app on a play store it, it is an app to keep list and keep track of my daily to do so my daily to do's i like it so much and surprisingly it's built by an individual named stephen notage i think i like it so much that i personally emailed him to say thank you for creating that app it's not built by you know like a corporation or a startup it's just an individual very passionate about about organizing activities and daily to-do Sunday, and he decided to create this app. Great. Next question. Favorite go-to destination in Southeast Asia? Right. Okay. For me, it's mainstream, but I always like Bali, and I usually travel two to three times per year on work or leisure, but pandemic uh, makes it a bit impossible. (laughs) Yeah. Amit? Yep. For me, it's home, uh, Singapore, for family, friends, and food. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah, come visit us more often. <laughs> and and, and uh, last question, running a startup can be pretty stressful. So what is your favorite activity to de-stress? <laughs> For me, uh, playing with my cats. I have three cats at home. I think it's going to add more. <laughs> one of them is 
going to give birth and then watch movies or do some gardening at home. Amen. Yeah, I like hanging out with my wife and daughters. So Pre-COVID, of course, going for brunches um, and you know, re-watching some anime classics. Great. Thank you so much, Dara and Ahmed, for coming on, on call with us today. It's been a pleasure listening to your stories and thanks, thanks once again for selecting Insignia to partner with Home. We're very privileged to be partners with you on this journey to improve our Indonesia's buy and sell and rent properties. Uh, and congratulations on the launch of Fin Value. And I'm looking forward to more progress from here. Thanks for your support, England. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, England. So pleasure. To all our listeners, stay on the line and connected with us. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until our next call, this has been On Call with Insignia Ventures.